Okay, this is a fresh question, straight off the wire. I'm going to read the question as it's written. I'm just going to leave out the last name. Hi, Rabbi Agutavach. My name is Chaya LeBlanc, 14 years old and a shluch in Brazil. I have a question. In Pasha Teldus it says that Yitzchak's tefillah was accepted. Rashi says it is no comparison between a tzaddik who is the son or the daughter of a tzaddik to a son or a daughter of a, of a Russia. And that's why Hashem accepted Yitzchak's tefillah rather than Rivka's tefillah. In my mind, a son and daughter of a Russia is a much greater madrege than the son and daughter of a tzaddik. He's a Baal Tshuva and has no example of Yiddishkeit in his life. And in place where a Baal Tshuva stands, not even a tzaddik Gomer stands. But if your father is a Rosha Rachman and the assumption is that your tzitkis is like a Baal Tshuva, even if you were righteous from childhood, it was earned in a way that's Baal like So why did Hashem accept Yitzchak's prayer and not Rivkus? And he finishes, thank you so much. She finishes, thank you so much. Mashiach now. This is the question. Great question. So how do we reconcile the advantages of a Baal over a Tzaddik? And in general, the incredible a primacy and appreciation that Torah and Yiddishkeit and Hasidus have for people who overcome obstacles over those who quote have it easy and say any day that Hashem responds to the prayer of Yitzchak and not to the prayer of Rivka. So um, first of all I want to tell you that for many many years I davened in a shul which is called Beis David Gershon and the Rav, who is now in Elam Emes, Harav Chaim Rubin, Oliver Sholem, was a Chassidish Rav, Abedon Shal Kedesh and he would always tell me Chassidish Averter and Chassidish stories. And one of the things that he told me was that from one of the Chassidish Rebbes, that what did Rivka Davin and what did Yitzchak Davin? Yitzchak Davin that Hashem should hear Rivka's Tefillah. And Rivka Davin, that Hashem should hear Yitzchak's tefillah. But he also lay Hashem, the Abish should be expanded to Yitzchak's tefillah, to listen to the tefillah of Rivka. Why? Because any daima tefillah is tzaddik ben rosh, tzaddik the tefillah tzaddik ben rosh. Any daima, you can't compare the prayer of a tzaddik, the son of a tzaddik, to the prayer of the tzaddik, the son of a rosh. It doesn't say which is better. It just says you can't compare them. So from this angle, you could say any daima tefillah tzaddik ben tzaddik. The tefillah tzaddik ben rosh, that the Tfilah Tzadik ben Rosh is advantageous, is greater than Taka, the Tfilah Tzadik ben Rosh. Even though that's not the Pashtus of Rashi, but there is a Chassidish Shavard from G'dayli Tzadikim, Chassidish Rebis. He told me once, Rabbi Rubin, that his father was very close to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Rabbi Moshe was, a, he, was he came from Chassidim Rabbi Moshe, but Rabbi Moshe was a Litvish Sherid, no doubt about it. And Rabbi Moshe was very close to his father, Ramoshi used to call his father every Erevim Kippur for a bracha, for a good yor. And uh, he would share with Ramoshi Feinstein Werte from the Chassidische Rebbes, Polish Werte from the Chassidische Rebbes. And Ramoshi Feinstein, the Chassidische Geenim, the Chassidische Geenim. In other words, Chassidische Werte, which are, which seem simplistic, are expressions of, of incredible genius. Chassidische Geenim. So here's an example of a word from the Chassidische Geenim. 
And he deemed it Tfilah Tzadik ben Rasha, Tfilah Tzadik ben Tzadik, Tfilah Tzadik ben Rasha. You cannot compare the prayer of the Tzadik, the son of a Tzadik, to the prayer of a Tzadik, the son of a Rasha, because there is an advantage to each. And in this case, there's the advantage of the Tfilah Tzadik ben Rasha that Yitzchak was able to cause that they should listen to Rivka's Tfilah because she was a Tzadik ben Rasha, which actually supports the argument you're making. Chayadah. But let's move on. Let's talk about this in a more scholarly way. There are a series of Mamari Hasidas, quite a few actually, that provide us with two models of Yiddishkeit. And in terms of your question, these two models of Yiddishkeit could be called the Tzaddik and the Rasha model. For example, the highest avoider that you didn't have is Goyrl throwing a lottery, so to speak, leaving it to chance. And even on the Madrega of Goidel, the Goidel Yamin is Lashem, it comes out favorably. Even on the level where things happen randomly, they wish to give Yidin a Gutyar. But there's two models for Goidel. One model for Goidel is Yom Kippur. The holiest day, Chamishi Nuyim, we're like Malachim. And the alternative to that is Purim. Like it says in the Kunizeh that Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim. Purim is also sur surrounding the Goidel. It's actually called Purim al Mapur. And the whole Hasidus of Goidel. And when you juxtapose Purim against Yom Kippur, Hasidus actually argues that Yom Kippur, Purim is higher than Yom Kippur. The difference is Yom Kippur is very pristine. Yom Kippur is very beautiful. It's very pure. It's very holy. Yom Kippur's holiness makes sense. Purim's holiness, you don't even see it. It looks like a day of, uh, of drunkenness, of shikris. Adelayade, if you remember how the Rebbe talked about Adelayade. The Rebbe talked about Adelayade as this great Madregan Avedis Hashem. To be out of your mind in your relationship with the Eivishter. Or to have a relationship with the Eivishter when you have no mind. Which is the Madrega of Gadol and Avoida. But they don't, you can't, they don't look the same at all. Because there's the there, there's the controlled model. There's purity and holiness in a very controlled, orderly state, and purity and holiness in a way which is infinite. And there are innumerable examples for this, really. I'll give you another example. Tzimosadik talks about this, and it's a bit uncomfortable also. The din is that a balmum is possible for the avoid. A person who's blemished, physically blemished, it's not allowed to avoid in the base of Mikdash, and depending on what kind of mum it is, it's not allowed to dochen either. Now we live in an age of great sensitivity and equality and not judging. And this Indian in the Torah that a mum is not allowed to avoid in the base of Mikdash seems like a midar or insensitivity, a cruelty, a chzodias, whatever the case is. So, the Tzermatzalik talks about it in his Maimir. He's a Maimir in Derech Medesech about Balimun Pasal Avoid. And it's reminiscent of the Sikh of the Rebbe, which is quite famous now, that in 1976, the Rebbe was visited by the Paralympics, Paralympians from Israel who had been, who had been wounded in the Six-Day War and the Yom Kippur War. And the Rebbe spoke to them incredibly poignantly that Sikh is published. You can hear, see, you can hear the tape and you can the transcript, all the good and the Rebbe said to them that they're called Mitsuyanim. They shouldn't be called Nechei, they should be called Mitsuyanim. 
outstanding. And he explained it in very practical terms. We have Ramach Eivarim, 248 limbs, each one has a function. If Chas there's a deficiency in some of them, the fact of life is that the remaining organs compensate. Like a person who cannot see, Rachman Latzan develops incredibly fine hearing and incredible sensitive touch and so on. So you become outstanding. People who are deficient in certain areas become better than everybody else in other areas. They become Mitsuyan in other things. But what they don't have is balance. So a Balmum, a person who is, God forbid, not whole, physically whole, in all of his organs and in his limbs, is exceptional in using the organs limbs that do function, but he's deficient in the organs limbs that are, by him, chas v'sholem, compromised. So in Avodah Hashem, it's the same thing. You have people who are balanced in Avodah Hashem. They do all the mitzvahs, they study all of the Torah, and each one of them is in the right time and in the right place and in the right way. Other people don't have that ability. But certain things they do exceptionally well, and those things that they do exceptionally well, they exceed the righteousness of the people do with the balance. So the Zemach is explaining that in Jewish life there's two models. There's a place where the perfection is balanced, whole. And there's a place where the perfection is not defined by its balance, and its wholeness, but by its mitzuyan, being outstanding. And it's again the difference in the Tzaddik and the Baal Tshuva. Like I described before, Yom Kippur and Purim. And there are other examples in Torah to the same. When you talk about a Tzaddik ben Tzaddik and a Tzaddik ben Rosha, Rashi doesn't say, Tfilis Tzaddik ben Tzaddik is Gavoya Meitzidis Tzaddik ben Rosha. The prayer of a Tzaddik, the son of a Tzaddik, is greater than the prayer of a Tzaddik ben Rosha. He says, any day you can compare them. Not you can't compare them because one is greater and the other is less. You can't compare them because each one has a different advantage. The advantage of Tzaddik ben Tzaddik is the depth, the primius, the naturalness of this, of it, and the wholeness of it. The Tzaddik ben Rosha, his tefillah comes out almost like Shubh. It's noisy, it's passionate, it's hysterical, it's extreme because it's coming from a person whose relationship with the Eibishter is by overcoming, by compensating for all kinds of inherited deficiencies in Avedis Hashem. So yes, the passion may be greater and the intensity may be stronger and the integrity may be deeper. But at any time, it's different. So Yitzchak and Rivka are davening for children. Each one davens with his strength, with her strength. In this case, the Ebishta listens to Yitzchak's tefillah, not to Rivka's tefillah. Because this bracha of a child, which is Yankov Avinu, now we understand that they were twins, and the other guy wasn't such a big tzaddik after all. But as the Medrashim says, Yotzomimenu, you know, Esav was almost not a son. Biologically, he was a child, but he was Yotzomimenu from, from the moment he was created. Is a ben tzaddik ben tzaddik. But with Yankov Avinu's character, is consistent with the avoid of Tzadik ben Tzadik. So Yitzchok Davids and Ifke Davids. And if I may use, look at the Sikh's words, if, if Yitzchok had been right, and Esau had turned out in the end to be a Tzadik, 
And if Esau did a tzaddik, it would have been a bigger tzaddik than Yankel Avinu. Then you could make an argument that the Abish would have listened to Rivka's tefillah. Or that would have been a symptom of the Abish to listen to Rivka's tefillah. But because Klayachal the Abish didn't know, like it says in the Memorial Chasidis, that Yitzchak was wrong in thinking that Esau could be uplifted and corrected without Yankel Avinu. So the primary child that they're bringing into this world is Yankel Avinu. And for Yankov Avinu, the tefillah is tzaddik, ben tzaddik, because the Indian of Yankov is tzaddik. And that, I think, is the answer to your question. That the Ene Doima doesn't make Rivka's tefillah less. The Ene Doima doesn't make Yitzchak Avinu's tefillah more. It makes it different. And in this case, you need a tefillah tzaddik, ben tzaddik. And I want to finish that you have in the Gemara that Rabbi Gamliel was the Nasi of the Bez. Gamliel was the Nasi of the Sanhedrin, and he was demoted. He was he was fired because of his uh, insensitivity to Rabbi Yeshua. So then the Chazal had a question: Who should take his place? Who should become the Nasi of the Sanhedrin? They couldn't make Rabbi Yeshua because Rabbi Yeshua was the reason they had demoted him. So they said, "We'll make Rabbi Kiva." And they didn't do it. And they chose instead Rabbi Lazar ben Azari. Rabbi Lazar ben Azari was a Koyin. He was a Sidi Le'ezrei. He was a big, big Meyuchas. And they didn't choose Rabbi Kiva. Even though, you know, Rabbi Kiva ben Yosef. The whole Torah we have, the whole Torah we have, including the Kabbalah, is all Rabbi Kiva's Torah. And Rabbi Kiva ben Yosef was a Ben Yerim. The greatness of Rabbi Kiva, the Gemara says that Meshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand the Torah of Rabbi Kiva. Meshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand the Torah of Rabbi Kiva. But he was not a miyuchas. He didn't have yichas. He was not a tzaddik ben tzaddik. And they were concerned with a kpeid of Rabbi Gamliel. They knew Rabbi Gamliel would get upset. And there's another Gemara that happened to Rabbi Gamliel's brother-in-law, whose name was Rabbi Lazar Agodl. Lazar and Hurkinus. He was a chaver, Rabbi Yeshua. That Baruch the Gemara says, they put him into Achedim. And Rabbi Loza's wife was Rabbi Gamliel's sister. And she made sure never let him say Tachnun. And she made a mistake with Rish Chodesh. Rabbi Loza ben Hurkin said Tachnun, and Rabbi Gamliel died. This is the Kayach of a Kepeda, and Rabbi Gamliel was a big Meyuchas. He was a, he was a descendant of Hillel Hanasi, he came from David HaMelech. So when they needed the point of a Malamokim for Rabbi Gamliel, going back to the first story, they chose Rabbi, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. They wouldn't choose Rabbi Kiva, even though Rabbi Kiva was very, very worthy, because he was a Sadiq ben Rosh. In, in, in other things, there was any doyme, there was Milas Rabbi Kiva that nobody else had. But when it comes to other things, in this case, the idea of a kpeda, right? A kpeda means that someone, a Tzadik, gets upset at another Tzadik. How could you hurt a perfect person? The Tzaddik says when the Tzaddik gets upset another Tzaddik, it's the vulnerable point that exposes the weakness in the Tzaddik who is the Kpedes against, and this is what's harmful to him. And Yechis protects. Tzaddik ben Tzaddik protects. And when you're Tzaddik ben Rasha, these things are not the same. So the answer to your question, Chayel, is it's not one is better than the other is worse. They're different. Each one has a different Maile. And in this case, you need a tefillah tzaddik ben tzaddik. Thank you for asking.